The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to She Talks Health with Sophie Shepard. Today's woman has a lot of questions about their health and lifestyle choices. But where can you get the right answers? The answer is here and the time is now. Here is your host, Sophie Shepard. Welcome back, ladies, to the She Talks Health radio show. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, functional nutrition practitioner and women's menstrual and digestive health coach coming to you on the Health and Wellness Channel for Voice America, the largest live internet radio network in the world. So hello to the U.S. and Canada, and a special shout out to Japan for tuning in last week. And thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I am so grateful to you for that. Truly, truly, it is my pleasure to do this show each and every week and to serve you fully in this way. And if you are looking for the latest in women's menstrual and digestive health, please go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at She Talks Health. DM me with questions. I'm always there to listen and to help you in any way I can. And on today's show, I am so excited because we have on with us another pioneer in women's wellness and hormone health. And we have really resonated with each other ever since we met because Dr. Nicole founded a company on a mission to better the lives of all menstruators. She is part of the 1% of acupuncturists to pursue her doctorate. And lucky for us ladies, she actually focused her research on women's health, herbal medicine, and specifically period pain. She is currently the co-founder and chief medical officer for Elix, which is a personalized herbal medicine company for cycle-related symptoms. Dr. Nicole Glath, welcome to the She Talks Health Show. Thank you so much for having me, Sophie. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to jam on this important topic of period pain and what's normal and what women can do about it and how Elix plays such a beautiful role in this. And before we kind of get into all of that, can you just tell the listening audience a little bit more about you, you know, maybe why you decided to pursue your doctorate, become that 1%. And then I guess why you focused your research on women's health. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I really decided to pursue my doctorate specifically in herbal medicine for primary dysmenorrhea because I was in practice. I already had my license and I, you know, women would come into my clinic all the time asking for help with their neck pain, their digestive issues, you know, on and on. And I, you know, in TCM, we always ask about the menstrual cycle. It's considered to be a vital sign. And, you know, I would ask, they would tell me that they were in bed a week out of the month, but no big deal. That's totally normal. And that's when I really realized that there's this systemic issue thinking that period pain is normal or there really is nothing that we can do about it. And both of those things aren't true. So really wanted to put, um, I guess, the research behind what is a time-honored tradition in TCM, you know, 5,000 years of history saying that um, we can get through our periods and we can get through it better um, and really show that there is research behind it because there is tons. There truly is. And through my research really found that, you know, not only can period, uh, well, primary dysmenorrhea, so period pain without a specific root cause, be like 
really healed um, within 87 to 100% efficacy with herbal medicine, um, but just really showing that how that can happen. So we really looked into the physiological basis of how these herbs really contribute to a happier, more pleasant period. Wow, you just dropped so many knowledge bombs. So for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what TCM is, that's traditional Chinese medicine? Yes. yes. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> great. And a dysmenorrhea is um, what she's talking about. Primary dysmenorrhea is you know, basically primary period pain that's not being caused by something like endometriosis, fibroids, or cysts. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So that's where the, the heart of my research uh, really lied. And then when we really began at Licks, looked into how herbs can help those other conditions as well. So there's some exciting research out there, but you know, my doctorate was really focused on that period pain without a cause because that affects up to 90% of women. You know, I've seen that in the research that um, primary dysmenorrhea can um, affect between 45% to 95% of women, which mm-hmm. is unbelievable. And I love, you know, you and I agree on this so much, just because period pain is common does not mean that it's normal. And as women, you know, I think we're often kind of silenced in this way. And we're, we're kind of raised to think that period pain is just normal. And like, that's what you have to deal with. And that's your lot in life. And if my healing journey has taught me anything, it's to not stand by and let my health, you know, take a dive without, actually standing up for what's right for me. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't know if I have primary dysmenorrhea or if I have endometriosis, this episode is for you regardless. It's for all women who are menstruating that want to improve their menstrual cycle. Um, And I think I really just, I do want to dive a little bit into the research because this is the other part that makes your company so powerful and your is because you've done the research. It's not just, you know, woo woo, like let's throw Mm -hmm. some herbs at this problem and like maybe, it'll feel better. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about real science and real statistics. And when I met um, Dr. Nicole Glath in New York City at one of her launch parties for Elix, um, she was talking with her co-founder about some really staggering statistics in women's health. I was wondering if you could share some of those. It's okay if you don't know all of them off the top of your head. some on the panel that I think all women need to hear. Um, would you mind sharing some of those? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that really um, was such a contributing factor to myself and my co-founder Lulu starting Elix was finding out that only 4% of healthcare research goes to women's health issues. And that is in comparison to um, about five times more funding that goes to erectile dysfunction, um, which is something that does not affect, you know, the entire population, whereas, you know, (laughs) women's health issues, menstrual cycle related symptoms really affect half of our population. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and those women's health issues can contribute to 23% of absenteeism at work. And 46% of women are afraid to really talk to their bosses uh, about what is happening. So it's just continued to be stifled and stifled. And then on top of that, you know, all of these issues are leading women to um, potentially go, go to such extreme measures as getting a hysterectomy and um, up to 70% of the hysterectomies that are performed in the U.S. have been um, considered to be um, uh, just unnecessary because they don't actually end up addressing the problem. 
um, because so many of these issues can be affected by our general health and our, um, you know, our, our wellness outside of just our uterus. And so it really takes a whole body holistic approach in order to, to address these symptoms. Oh my goodness. I have chills. This is the second time I've heard you say these statistics and I'm, I remember sitting in that chair in New York City being like screaming, you know, but (laughs) I couldn't. (laughs) Now I can. (laughs) Um, This is unacceptable, right? This is absolutely unacceptable. Um, 23% of absenteeism, 43% are afraid to talk to their bosses. I have women coming into my practice all of the time with debilitating period pain where they've been told by their doctor that that is normal. Mm-hmm. and that they are so embarrassed. They're so embarrassed because they can't go to the office or they can't even show up for, even during even during COVID, I've had a client who was up all night vomiting with nausea and extreme mm-hmm. period pain. Um, she just started with me and then, and then she got her period like that same week and that's her, was her, you know, her experience. And she said to me, I'm so embarrassed because I can't show up to work tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. I was up all night and I'm in so much pain and I'm bleeding through my tampons every 45 mm-hmm. minutes. And, you know, like for anybody who is uncomfortable with this conversation, I totally get it because we don't talk about this. And that yeah. is what this show, what what we do at She and what you do at Elix, this is what it's for. This mm-hmm. is should not be taboo. This is really mm-hmm. happening to a large majority of women for a large majority of their life. And, you know, it's really sad when you think about, you know, what you said about hysterectomies. Like I, it's amazing, staggering how many women are getting hysterectomies for conditions or assumed conditions that are then you're saying 70% have been considered to be, you know, not, um, not needed. So, Mm -hmm. wow. Okay. Um, I'd love to talk about the holistic approach, but let's, Let's keep that to the second half of the show. I think a really good place would be to talk about this learning gap, right? Like you and I have spoken in length about how both of our companies have a learning gap hurdle to overcome when it comes to women's menstrual health, because most women, most people think it's completely fine to have this normal, horrible PMS, you know, painful periods. Um, In fact, I think women equate hormones to horrible, (laughs) you know, whether it's menopause or menstrual cycle. Um, And there's a lot of misinformation and a lack of education. You know, I often hear from women, do I even need to have a period or, you know, well, what is considered a normal period? Doesn't everybody go through PMS or everyone have painful periods? Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about where this learning gap comes from what can we do to bridge the gap and maybe even talk a little bit about what quote is more normal for people to look out for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's large systemic issues surrounding education around our menstrual cycles. And I want anyone who is listening to understand that it's, it's not your fault if you don't know, and there's no shame around it because I've had um, yeah, women come up to me and be like, God, I can't believe I didn't know this. And it, it's totally okay. You know, it's really um, a factor of the system, but that's why we are here to serve you and to give you that education. Um, because for so many of us, I mean, I guess even if we're lucky, we got sex education in, you know, fifth or sixth grade, but that was really only surrounding not getting pregnant, you know, not having sex, not getting pregnant. And um, there's so much more than that. And, you know, maybe for some of us, we weren't even menstruating then. So it was, you know, completely irrelevant. And then we didn't think about it until years later when we're, you know, crying on the bathroom floor in pain. And thinking back to those moments where it's like, oh, yeah, I think they said that cramping was normal. So 
here I am cramping. This is, this is okay. Um, and so really that education gap has led us to kind of accept situations that, that we don't have to. And so really, you know, what the, one of the principles of Elix and why we have um, what we call our, um, the wisdom, which is our digital health magazine, is really to educate and inspire and let you be your own advocate. Because when we know what is right, we also, you know, or what is at least normal, okay, acceptable within our health, we also are able to understand what shouldn't feel right, when it's time to seek help, help, when it's time to not continue pushing if you're not getting a satisfying answer. And really that comes down to really knowing and owning what your, your own body and, and being able to speak to it. Yes. Thank you for saying this. I I feel like this is the number one teaching in my practice. You are the CEO of your health. Mm -hmm. No one else is living in your body, ladies. You are it. So that doesn't mean don't ever go to the doctor, right? There's definitely times when you need to go to the doctor, right? But also how empowering would it be to go to the doctor fully realizing what is real in your body and what is not feeling okay and being able to stand behind that? When I went through all of my health issues with Hashimoto's menstrual cycle issues, ovarian cysts bursting, all that stuff, I didn't have the power of knowledge behind me. But then later on in life, I did, you know, and that allowed me to have really educated conversations with my doctors and to seek out the professionals that I needed to support me in my health journey. So I, I love that the wisdom does that, that inspiration, that education. Fantastic. Um, would you be able to talk a little bit about, and I can, we can both do this about like, I guess what, what a woman should be looking for when it comes to cycle length, um, pain, um, Mm -hmm. color of the menstrual cycle, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. Let's talk into that for women who don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of length of bleeding, we usually look for anywhere from like, you know, four to eight days is pretty normal. You shouldn't be changing your tampon every 45 minutes. As you, as you mentioned earlier, that would be what we consider to be menorrhagia or heavy bleeding. Um, it really should be, what is it, like two ounces that you lose the entire period. So yep. it, it really isn't that much. It seems like a lot more than it is. And um, what else did we say? Oh, color of the blood color. should be, yeah. yeah. So color of the blood is something that's really interesting. We always look at in traditional Chinese medicine because, um, you know, when this medicine was developed in the ancient times, there were no ways of looking in the body other than looking at what comes out of the body. Um, so, so that color is really important. So we really want to see like a bright, fresh, red, fresh blood color. Um, if it's a little bit darker, brownish, we kind of look at that in TCM as stagnation, or it might be at the beginning of the end of your cycle, though that's totally okay. But we want to see, yeah, that bright, fresh red color. If it's like light pink, that could be an infection. It could be anemia, um, if it's like black or purple, like we just like to look at that color to really make sure that everything is flowing correctly. Um, we also look at clots. If we have a lot of clots that could be in what we call in TCM, blood stagnation, or in um, Western terms, it could be estrogen dominance can happen, or that can be a sign of something more sinister happening. So really like to make sure that those clots, like if you do have them, that they're really small, if they start to get large, like bigger than like a, like an almond, just really want to look out for that. 
Thank you for going into that. And I know it's uh, it's always fun to talk about, you know, period blood on, on live radio. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think, yeah, exactly. Right. We talk about it. I talk about poop and uh, all the time. Um, so hello, <laughs> well, our lives these days. But yes, yeah. I mean, this is real. You mentioned in the beginning of the of the show, like the, the period is a, a vital sign. There's even a book called The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendrickson Jack. I would yeah. definitely recommend getting it um, to educate and empower you. And she goes into all of this. And this is stuff that we are not educated on. So it does feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes mm-hmm. to talk about it or to hear about it. Um, but this is, and you know, if you are somebody who's having those types of like quote abnormal colors or lengths or things all that is is information for you so that you can start to make shifts if you so choose or to go seek help from your doctor that kind of thing or seek help from a a menstrual health professional that can support you in that way you know it's not meant to make you feel bad i think that's something that we also have to talk into is like i know myself, even during coronavirus, there's been so much more stress. My periods shifted. Mm -hmm. I had a shorter cycle. um, And I'm a mental health, you know, advocate and, you know, Mm -hmm. coach. And all that means is like, okay, hey, Sophie, like, you know, this is a great time to look inward. How can I get more grounded? And I've been doing a lot of things to then approach that holistic whole body um, approach. And and it starts with stress. And we can definitely talk about that as we go forward. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know if you have anything to speak into around like the the shame around having a weird period because I think it's an important thing to talk about too. Yeah, I mean, I, we were as we were saying, like I I had a shorter cycle this this month, which was odd. It was a lot more painful, and I was like, okay, as you said, you know what what can I do? What have I been doing in? Um, recent times that has really contributed to that, or what? What can I? What adjustments can I make? Um, there's definitely no no shame in that, and I think it's really important to know that our menstrual cycle is it can be so easily affected by what's happening in in our lives, and we can definitely get into how the hormones shift with with stress and and what happens there. But it's so important to note that like even you know a single stressful event can throw off our cycle for that month. So having a two and a half month pandemic will definitely affect us. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's some, some research, correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, the follicle develops over a hundred days. So in fact, if something mm-hmm. was happening three months ago, that could affect your cycle now. So, you know, don't beat up on yourself. If you're having mm-hmm. a, an odd, odd cycle, it's just kind of like a good place to journal and recognize that. And there are definitely really good apps as well, like clue and, um, my was it my flow or yeah flow app or something like that there's mm-hmm. um there's a few different ones out there that allow you to kind of track symptoms as well so you can look back and see like how things were so um before we go into the break let's talk a little bit about the you know in the title of this episode it was basically painful periods are not normal so let's talk about this primary dysmenorrhea um you know what is and what is not normal for a woman each month when it comes to pain mm-hmm. I mean, what I always say, because pain is, you know, super subjective and and what you feel in your body might be something different. So there's really no like, you know, it should be a four out of 10 on a pain scale. (laughs) There's no no hard and fast rules like that. But basically, no symptoms should take you out of your normal life unless you want it to. You know, if you're tired, it's okay to rest. But if you are so fatigued that you can't get out of bed or in so much pain that you can't walk from your 
bed to the bathroom, that is a sign that there is something going on that needs to be investigated. Mm, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And um, you mentioned um, estrogen dominance and, you know, stagnation. You know, I think there's a lot of different titles for it. I, in my practice, I'm not, you know, in Chinese medicine, I, although I definitely respect it, of course, um, I usually look at testing. So I'll run um, a Dutch test, which tells us, you know, are you creating enough estrogen, enough progesterone, too much? Is it getting, like you said, stagnant? Is it not flowing outside of the body? So I recently ran my own Dutch test and I will say live on air um, that (laughs) I was making um, perfectly good um, types of estrogen and enough progesterone, enough testosterone, all that. But my phase two liver detox was slow. And mm-hmm. so this was really, really slowing things down. And so when you like, if I would, I would hate for someone listening to be like, Oh, estrogen dominance. That sounds like me. I'm going to Google that. And then like, tr- you know, self treat. Um, there are a lot of things that go into like a painful period and potentially estrogen dominance or stagnation. And there are things that you can do to, to support the body. Um, and Elix has come up with like a really incredible questionnaire to kind of go through what is true for you so that you can optimize through herbs. Can you talk a little bit about that questionnaire and how you came up yeah. with it? Absolutely. So the questionnaire is a 50 to 60 question um, intake exam. So it really reflects what you, the questions you would be asked in a TCM practitioner's office. So we go very deep into all of the menstrual cycle related symptoms and then also general health, lifestyle, digestive. Like we really ask about every aspect of your health and that's what creates a holistic herbal formula that will then help to address uh, the, the pattern that we see within your symptoms. So that, um, that pattern is what in TCM helps us look at the root cause of any symptoms that you're experiencing. So this is a a method and technique that we use for diagnosis across the board in Chinese medicine. And so that looks at patterns of symptoms that show up. So if you are someone who experiences um, fatigue during your cycle, lightheadedness, um, light-colored menstrual blood, pallor in the face, a pale-colored tongue, which I'll get into in a second, um, that's something that we look at and we're like, oh, okay, that's blood deficiency. And so it's that pattern of symptoms that allows us to look at what's, what's causing all of those underneath. Um, and we use the tongue in Chinese medicine as a method of um, looking at just a, another sign of, of the pattern within, within the body. So like I mentioned earlier, you know, there wasn't a lot of ability to look inside the body. Um, there were no scalpels or <laughs> microscopes uh, 5,000 years ago. So we looked at everything that came out of the body, which kind of includes the tongue. And the tongue is actually an organ. It, the cells on the top of the tongue really reflect the cells of your digestive system. It's part of the whole, the whole package of the GI tract. And they, they turn over in the same 10 days that the cells of your um, intestines turn over. So they really give us a good picture of what's happening internally. So we look at that in addition to um, all the other questions of our health assessments. So you do actually submit a, a photo of your tongue and I take a look at that um, in order to really confirm the herbal formula that is recommended by the questionnaire itself. Wow. Okay. So I actually just did my first um, Edelix uh, mm-hmm. 
questionnaire because I did, retested my own Dutch test. And so um, Dr. Nicole and I are doing a little like a fun experiment <laughs> where um, I'm basically doing the Elix questionnaire. I'm doing my Elix herbs um, alongside my Dutch test to see how things shift over three months. And so I remember actually putting my tongue picture in. And I know from my experience going to acupuncturists, they always have me stick out my tongue. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I actually do, I wasn't planning on asking this, but I guess I'm, I do want to know a little bit more about this. So if your, your tongue is like supposed to be bright red, right? But if it's like white coated, what does that mean? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like how does that help yeah. you? Yeah. So a, a quote unquote normal tongue of which there are like basically none, but like the ideal tongue would be pink with a light white coat. Um, and so what that means is that the body itself is just a, like a, a pinkish color. We don't want it to be red. That's more venturing into heat uh, territory. Um, but when we see it pink, that's that's good. That means blood flow is happening. It means the tongue is nourished and um, everything's functioning there. Light white coat uh, or thin white coat actually is um, what you would see on the top of the tongue. We would want that to just be um, not not present because if it's gone, that's a sign of what we call stomach yin deficiency. But if it's like overwhelming, then we can see that that could be a yang deficiency or excess damp. So all these are just different Chinese medicine terms that means that that there is a function within the body that is not going smoothly and we need to address it with acupuncture herbs. Um, So we look at the body color, the coat, the shape of the tongue. So if it has um, kind of teeth marks on the edge um, if the tongue itself is cracked on top, if it's like quivering, if it can't stay still, that's actually a sign. So lots of things to look at there. Wow. Fascinating. I'm so glad I asked. I'm just so curious. I, <laughs> yeah. I was always like, oh man, what is she going to say if I stick my tongue out? Um, <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Thanks for thanks for sharing mm-hmm. that with us. And I, you said one thing in there that I, I want to relate back to the audience who might be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> um, you know, you said function, functioning. And um, mm-hmm. I was asked yesterday on a podcast, I was recording, like, what is the functional part of my title? And Um, because I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And I said, well, there's kind of two parts of it. And I think this plays into Chinese medicine as well. It's like, is the body functioning optimally, right? Mm -hmm. You know, are the body's systems functioning? Is the digestive system functioning well? And if it's not, you know, you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to have downstream effects, including painful periods, weird periods, all sorts of things. Um, and I, you know, I specialize in that connection specifically, that digestion to, to menstrual health, um, because I just see so many women coming in with it. But I guess my point is that, in, call it what you want, Chinese medicine, functional medicine, whatever, it's all looking at how we can optimize the body so that you can thrive, so that you can feel your best, so that you can have the best period of your life, you know, every month. Um, and and this is no different. It's just a, a kind of a, um, a different way of looking at it, but the result should still be the same and perhaps even better because these herbs have been around for 500 years and they're well, well studied. So um, we are going to take a break in a few moments. And when we come back, I'd love to talk a little bit more about how you came to found, found Elix with your co-founder, Lulu, and um, why these Chinese herbs work. I know you've done so much research and why they're not just, you know, snake oil, they're, they're real. Um, and then, you know, what, um, you know, 
what people can expect when they when they take these herbs. And um, I want to even talk about, I know Laura Parker recently wrote a BuzzFeed article about how it supported her with endometriosis. So I want to address if people are, are listening with like more severe, severe um, diagnoses. So um, for anyone who's just listening now, I've been talking with Dr. Nicole Glath from Elix Healing. We've been talking all about what it is to have a, quote, normal menstrual cycle, what is unacceptable um, in the wor- world of women's health, and um, what we can start to do about it. So after the break, we're going to dive into some more things, holistic healing, some Chinese herbs. And if you have resonated with this episode so far, please make sure to go and give us a five stars and shoot us a comment on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast listening platform, and I'll be sure to answer it or respond to it on the next week's episode. I absolutely love to hear from the She Talks Health audience and we'll be right back after the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Sophie Shepard is a functional nutrition practitioner and founder of She. Sophie helps busy women all over the world go from hormonal chaos to optimal hormonal alignment so they can live their lives fully without being held back by their bodies. Using the power of functional lab testing combined with life-changing mindset shifts and integrating the entire body's system. If the only thing holding you back is your health, it's time to stop letting hormonal chaos run your world. Book your health discovery call today by going to SheTalksHealth.com. Are you done medicating and guessing your way through the exhaustion, pain, and irritability caused by hormonal and digestive health issues? Sophie Shepard, founder of She, will help you go from symptom-ridden and confused to finally having clarity about how your hormones work and confidence in your health strategy in just 10 days. If you are ready to stop living with no energy, brain fog, anxiety, digestive issues, and painful periods, then check out the 10-Day Digestive and Hormone Reboot at SheTalksHealth.com. We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAMHealth. That's at VoiceAMHealth. listening to she talks health if you have a question or comment about the show send an email to sophie at she-nyc.com that's sophie at she-nyc.com now back to she talks health Welcome back, ladies, to She Talks Health. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, founder of She, and a women's menstrual health advocate and coach. In my practice, I help women all over the world reclaim their power by supporting their menstrual health journey from PMS to endometriosis, PCOS, painful, missing, or irregular cycles. I specialize in supporting women with these conditions using functional lab testing and coaching. And if you are ready to take your health to your own hands and become the CEO of your menstrual health, please feel free to reach out to me at shetalkshealth.com forward slash work dash with dash she. And now back to the show. We've been diving deep with Dr. Nicole Glath, founder, co-founder of Elix Healing all about the staggering issues in women's health research in this country about period pain, what's normal, what's not. 
And now we're going to be talking even about what we can do about it, how we can become um, in charge of our health using Chinese herbs and holistic support. So, Dr. Nicole Lath, you co-founded Elix with your partner, Lulu. How did you come to found this incredible company that supports women with customized Chinese herbs for their menstrual cycle? Yeah, so Lulu and I are actually friends from undergraduate school at UC San Diego. So we have known each other for a long time. And um, as I was, um, you know, getting my degree in traditional Chinese medicine, um, she is is Chinese American. She actually, um, her grandfather ran the hospital in China that she was born at. So she has a long history of herbal medicine in her family where I grew up taking antibiotics for every ear infection, you know, <laughs> really was on this journey of becoming a Western medical practitioner. Um, then I was in college with Lulu and had some experiences with the Western medicine community that really led me to reevaluate my principles surrounding health, which led me back to acupuncture, which I had used to treat some of my conditions previously. And I was like, you know what? This is my career. Um, fast forward to when I was getting my doctorate and having all these realizations of um, you know, about women's health and, and how we view our periods and why I really wanted to make that my, the focus of my career. Um, Lula was actually going through, um, you know, going, coming off birth control after being on it for like 10 plus years. And for her, that was a really bad experience. You know, she was, you know, it, it, it's, I mean, it's something that you and I see all the time. You know, Absolutely. you've been on birth control for a long time. You get off of it and it's like going through puberty again, like mm. crazy heavy bleeding, just super painful periods, you know, all the like acne, mood swings, fatigues to go with it. And so she was really struggling with that, went back to um, a family friend who was a doctor in China who was like, oh, you can just take herbs for that. And so, <laughs> and then she came back to me and was like, is this true? Um, we, she took some herbs, they fully cured her, her period of pain that she was experiencing. Wow. And that's when we realized, you know, there was really something here because so many women do not have access to a qualified herbal practitioner. Um, honestly, in many states in the U.S., uh, an herbal degree isn't even required to become an acupuncturist. So there's just um, a lot of uh, room out there to get this medicine in the hands of women in need. And so that's when we started thinking about how could we, how could we democratize that access and that's when we came up with the health assessment. We started pilot testing on our friends and family who <laughs> luckily <laughs> saw um, some uh, happy, happy, happier periods. And yeah, just it kind of like barreled from there. And we're just so happy that we've finally been able to get it out there as elixir in the, the way that, we, that we've always dreamed of. That's incredible. I love that you said democratizing it. Like, yeah, I mean, acupuncture can be expensive. It can be scary. People are like, I don't want to put needles in my body. And that's a whole other episode. But, you know, Chinese herbs um, can be used without acupuncture and still be effective. Um, obviously, they work best with a whole holistic um, program with acupuncture would be great. But I love that you are getting these herbs into to women's hands, like kind of all over the country. It's fantastic. Um, and can you talk a little bit more about like maybe give us some background on some of these herbs. I mean, um, 
I know there's tons of them, but maybe since we're talking about menstrual pain mostly on this, like what herbs are you using? What's the research behind that? Like how, mm-hmm. how do we know that this stuff works? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think before we go into how they work, it's important to understand like where the period pain comes from. Yes. Um, so the, you know, the research really shows that um, period pain is associated with high amounts of prostaglandins in, in the body. So prostaglandins are hormone-like little signaling molecules that actually are, are you know, present in many processes of inflammation regulation uh, in the body. But in regards to the cycle itself, we actually see that prostaglandins help to squeeze the uterus when we are ejecting that endometrial tissue during our periods. And that, that's a natural, normal process. But when those are in excess, we see that there is, um, you know, over, overdoing it of that, that cramping that allows the blood to be ejected. But, you know, then it does it in such an extreme way that we're in extreme pain. And that Absolutely. is, yeah, also it contributes to ischemia of the uterus. So that's going to be like if the uh, tissue is cramping, we're cutting off the blood supply, which is then contributing to the, plane, the pain. So we're really seeing this positive feedback loop when the prostaglandins are present of more pain. Um, that being said, we have all this great research about excess prostaglandins, but there's not a lot of research on why those prostaglandins are uh, overproduced, but we can see large associations with um, situations of estrogen dominance, as we've kind of mentioned briefly, um, and other hormonal imbalances. Um, some, you know, definitely like lifestyle factors such as smoking, alcohol, inflammatory diet, stress, and um, then there's there's some other unexplained factors such as pain sensitization. Like we really, you know, everybody really experiences pain differently. Um, And that can be due to psychosocial factors, cultural factors, or just your own body's just extreme sensitization to pain. So when we look at herbs and how they function, um, we see- Before we go into herbs, I just want to take a pause because that's so gold. So please like (laughs) download this episode and re-listen to what she just said. You know, the menstrual cycle, ovulation, these are actually inflammatory processes in the body, Mm -hmm. funny enough. So- Mm -hmm. we don't realize that, but then there can be excess inflammation and that's what can mm-hmm. cause these, these issues with these prostaglandins, um, specifically, I believe prostaglandin two, um, cause there's like anti-inflammatory yeah. prostaglandins and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But basically yeah. in these imbalances, we have too much of the prostaglandin that causes this kind of pain and it can show up in a lot of different ways. And, um, I do want to just define estrogen dominance since we've mentioned it a few times. Um, basically, it's when estrogen is dominant over progesterone or there's too much estrogen or it's not getting out of the body. And it can show up, like Dr. Nicole Glass said, in many different ways. So between bloating, swelling and tenderness in the breasts, fibrocystic lumps in your breasts even, um, decreased sex drive, irregular menstrual cycles, um, PMS symptoms, mood swings, headaches, anxiety, panic attacks, weight gain, hair issues, cold hands and feet, trouble sleeping, fatigue, memory problems, like painful periods. There's, there's a lot of symptoms. And I think that that also plays into what you just said, that this kind of can show up in a lot of different ways. It's not just necessarily period 
pain. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the, the main focus of our, of our talk today. But I just wanted to highlight that, that, you know, you're not excluded if, if you're having, you know, swelling in your breasts that could also, that are, that's painful, that could also be part of this. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's talk about how these yeah. herbs help with all this <laughs> Fun stuff we get yeah. to go through as menstruating women. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'll kind of run through some some herbs that we use because um, you know that the point of that health assessment that we use is to create a personalized herbal formula for your specific um, symptoms. So and and your specific pattern diagnosis, which uh, we also mentioned earlier. So, uh, but the kind of the more common herbs that we use are going to be something like Angelica sinensis, which is like, yeah, (laughs) that face, a knowing look. Um, (laughs) um, Angelica sinensis is known as the female ginseng in Chinese medicine because it is used for almost every women's condition that we see. So if we are, you know, painful periods, irregular periods, um, frequent miscarriage, like it is the number one herb for women's health issues in Chinese medicine. And that is because it is such a beautiful hormone balancer. It increases blood flow in order to, you know, make sure everything's flowing properly and um, can be paired really well with, uh, with white peony roots. So this is the, the root of the plant that flowers the white peony. Um, and that also is a super strong antispasmodic. So, you know, this is where we look at, you know, a pair of herbs can really address the underlying hormonal balance and then also the the symptom that's being experienced. So increasing that blood flow and decreasing the spasm will decrease the pain that you're experiencing in that moment, but also rebalance the hormones to get at that root cause of what's going on and help you be healed for not only this period, but all the periods to come. Um, so that's where we, that's what we really like to look at. And when we create an herbal formula um, for, for any issue is that holistic approach. So other herbs that we would use, um, we use something called cypress. That's also really great at balancing hormones um, when paired with Corydalis, uh, really good at also reducing that pain. So again, we can kind of see that synergistic module of herbs there. We use abuplurum, which is great actually at decreasing um, depress- depressive-like symptoms. So can like you know, be a really happy herb, but also really supports um, liver detox pathways. So you know, we start to you know mm. see all these really beautiful effects of the herbs. Um, and I mean, one that I, I can't can't help but mention is ginger because this is such a common just kitchen household staple, and that has actually been shown to oh gosh, I'm going to blink on the amount of ginger, but it was like 400 milligrams of ginger equals 250 milligrams of ibuprofen in terms of pain reduction for the menstrual cycle. So literally can be used as a replacement for ibuprofen, you know, if it's tolerated and if it's something that you are willing to experiment with (laughs) as a disclaimer. But yeah, I mean, it is incredible to see what these studies show in terms of how effective these herbs can be. Wow. I love this. I mean, whew, I want to talk about this <laughs> like a whole other episode just to talk about all the herbs. Um, okay. So let's talk about these because these herbs sound like magical elixirs that will fix every period <laughs> issue ever. Um, but we both know that, you know, we can't just like supplement or herb our way to mm-hmm. perfect health in any situation, yes. menstrual health or other things. So um, 
you know, I'm, I'm personally using these herbs alongside some lifestyle choices, um, such as, and I, I will tell you what I'm doing. And then I'd love to hear your thoughts on like what yeah. else people can do to support their menstrual cycle. So, um, big thing is I always say, if your, um, stress isn't under, under control or balanced or being worked on, um, you know, we, we are going to have issues because, um, cortisol is like a tier one hormone in that it, it's a domino effect and it affects your progesterone, your estrogen mm-hmm. and, and everything else. So, um, I am someone who's prone to anxiety and stress. I always have been. So I am trying to ground myself in yoga, meditation, coloring, dancing, singing, anything that's going to kind of calm down my vagus nerve. And if you need to know more about that, you can go check out the episode um, with the founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, Jody Cohen. We talk all about the the vagus nerve. So stress reduction has been like number one for me, um, and I'm really working on that. Number two has been for me making sure I'm eating a really anti-inflammatory diet. So making sure that I'm not kind of having a a reason for those prostaglandins to build up. Um, So that means that I'm eating really good quality protein. When I'm eating animal protein, I'm eating a lot of fiber, um, lots of water, filtered water, um, and, you know, and getting little extra boosters, like lots of greens and things like that. And um, I've even started to cycle my, my, uh, my menstrual cycle with different food, which is um, kind of the workings behind. um, I know Chinese medicine talks about this too, but um, you can listen to one of my episodes uh, with an, the acupuncturist about that. Um, but in the flow by Alyssa Vitti, she talks a lot about how you can pair different foods. So I've been doing all that um, and, you know, just really working on digestion. So chewing, you know, um, and making sure that I'm eating in a calm state. And, you know, that's kind of like the beginning of everything. There's, you know, sleep and all those things as well. But it's kind of a whole picture. Um, and I've been taking some supplements like magnesium has been really helpful for me and B vitamins. Um, so I wanted to share, you know, what I'm doing, but I'm curious, you know, what you've seen to be really helpful as well alongside optimizing your period health. Um, yeah. Alongside the elixirs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is so important. I mean, as um, we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, like I, I had a slightly shorter cycle this month and a slightly more painful cycle. And that is purely due to stress. You know, all, all of my other habits hadn't, hadn't changed. And that was really cause for me to be like, okay, you know, what can I do more of? Um, and, but that is on top of also taking my um, elix cycle balance tincture. And so that is really just to show that, you know, you can't, you can't out supplement a lifestyle um, or, or, a, or a situation going on. You know, you really um, looking at it holistically will give you the best results. Um, it's not to say that it won't make an impact, but to really make a big change, all these lifestyle factors are super helpful. Um, so we definitely talked about um, modulation of stress, um, in a diet that supports your cycle will be super helpful. Um, just an inflammatory lifestyle in general. So lack of activity, smoking, um, alcohol, which you know what, I got part of mine too, like wine has been very helpful in this Absolutely. time. So look, <laughs> uh, we're all human here. We don't expect perfection. Um, yes. And um, I will, I will pull you off of that branch then say that I've also been drinking more than I normally do. Um, yeah. I am doing a reset right now, which I'll, I'll tell you guys about in a bit, in a minute, but yeah, I mean like this is real, like why, you know, yeah. 
let's just talk about the real things. Yeah. People are drinking more. They're more stressed out. It's causing issues. So totally. but like, then we see it show up on our, in our menstrual cycle. So thanks right, for Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, you know, I, <laughs> a lot of what we talk about in health is our ideals, you know, and it's, um, do as I say, not as I do. Um, but also so getting back to just kind of lifestyle adjustments we can make um looking at endocrine disruptors that are around the house um or or in our lives so you know plastics with bpa bps synthetic fragrances um and just any household products that are um you know that have the parabens and phthalates you know it just it, it's tough. It's really tough. You know, like my, my husband came home the other day with um, fragranced trash bags and I was like, mm. Ooh, sorry, honey. <laughs> Can't use those. You know, it's like, oh. I don't know. They're so heavily present. <laughs> yes. I love that. You just brought that up too. in terms of like, you know, you start making these shifts for your body, for your hormones, and then you live with other people and you have to kind of take that into account. And I think when we talk about shifting personal care and home products, you know, what we're talking about is that there are, there are endocrine, so hormone disrupting chemicals in our beauty care, in our shampoo, conditioner, in the things that we clean the counters with, which people are probably using even more of right now. Mm -hmm. So there are safe options out there for you. Um, This is something I talk about in my 10-day program, which you can um, check out on my website if you want. I give you guys all like a a list of things, but you can also go to the ewg.com, environmentalworkinggroup.com. They have a lot of really good resources. Um, I've even recently become a beauty counter consultant because I was like, man, we're all just like putting like the stuff on our skin and mm-hmm. you know it's like it's just clogging everything up so I love that you brought up endocrine disruptors and BPA and all that stuff is so important mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, absolutely anything else that we can we can do to support um, our bodies holistically before I, I ask you our kind of last question before we end the show today oh, I think we covered so much of it um I think we did fat in our diet. You know, there's there's so much that we can do. Yeah. Just make sure you're getting enough fat. You know, those, I I think it's less of a trend now, but the low fat diets were not great for our hormones because our hormones, like they are actually based in a fat molecule. So we need, they are the building blocks of our hormones. So getting, um, uh, you know, fats that are balanced with omega threes and then, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. I'm really glad you brought that up. A lot of women um, come in not eating enough healthy fats Mm -hmm. and literally uh, fat makes cholesterol. Cholesterol makes pregnenolone. We cannot make our sex hormones without fat. So I love that you brought that up. Well, I really wanted to ask you about this BuzzFeed article that Mm -hmm. Laura Parker wrote. She is um, very vocal around her extreme situation with endometriosis. And I want to address the people in the audience, listening audience today who might be suffering with a diagnosis or think that they have a diagnosis of something like endo. Um, and she said it took her three months for her to feel the effects of the Elix um, uh, customized herbs. Can you speak into why it can take a few cycles to see um, a difference with your period health and how um, Chinese herbs are very different in this way than say like a pharmaceutical, like popping, mm-hmm. you know, Tylenol, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for bringing that up because it is so important to understand that a journey with holistic healing is, is not something that's instantaneous. Um, you know, if it, if it was, I think that pharmaceuticals would have never been developed. So, so when we look at herbs, you know, as I was kind of mentioning when I was talking to the through the functions of each of the herbs, you know, 
when we're looking at achieving a hormonal balance with, uh, with a healing journey, that will take some time. As you mentioned earlier, the, the uh, follicles take you know, around three months to develop. Uh, the cell turnover of the hormones is around three months. So we really see this need to be working on it for at least three months in order to truly address the symptoms. Um, but that's why we also add in herbs with functions of reducing pain and reducing the symptoms as well is to try to get at it from both angles. And so what was so important about our, um, our journey with Laura is she, you know, we started to do research in endometriosis. And while these herbs cannot necessarily promise a cure of, of, for endometriosis, and, you know, until there's more research in it, I don't think that we'll be able to, to promise that. Um, with any modality, but um, we still can help reduce the symptoms associated because we're still balancing the hormones. We're still reducing um, the pain and increasing blood flow and, and able to have those effects. It's just not quite as effective because there is an underlying disorder. And so we really wanted to see how we could help Laura. And her journey was so important because you know, she's nowhere near pain-free, but she was able to see a slight decrease in pain and also really notice a decrease in mood, or I guess increase in mood. <laughs> <laughs> a better mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a better, thank you. Um, and so, I, yeah, I encourage anyone who's listening to read her article on BuzzFeed. I think it's just an important manifesto for endometriosis, for Chinese medicine. You know, she is so um, such an inspirational uh, just woman. I, I'm so I'm just so proud to even be associated with her because she is so outspoken. She is fighting for women's rights, um, no matter if you have endo or not. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. And um, I, I loved reading that article. I thought it was amazing. And yeah, I mean, pharmaceuticals can kind of strong, strong arm us, uh, uh, you know, which is sometimes what we need. And, and sometimes we want a more mm -hmm. holistic approach. And that's where you come in. So tell everyone where they can find you. And I think there's actually we even have a discount for you because you're listening today. But tell, tell everyone where they can find these herbs. Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to elixhealing.com, so E-L-I-X healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com, um, you will find our health assessment. It's totally free to take and you will learn, you know, what your pattern diagnosis is. As we spoke about earlier, a couple different, um, tidbits along, along the way of taking it. You know, we'll explain why we're asking about the color of your menstrual blood and why we're asking about vaginal discharge. Um, because we really want you to learn and, um, you know, at least have the, the options, um, and if you ever need to get a hold of me, uh, just to call it elixhealing.com. And yeah. Fantastic. You know, one, one really quick question, because we literally have one minute left, is can women do elixir healing if they're on birth control, IUD, things yes, like that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so any of those questions, um, feel free to reach out. We, yeah, in all situations, we don't recommend if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, but otherwise, um, you're pretty safe. Fantastic. And for anyone who would like a discount, a 10% discount, you can check out the link in the show description for 10% off. Um, I'm so happy we had this conversation to shed so much light on women's menstrual health. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Dr. Glass. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. 
Absolutely. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, It is always a pleasure to have you. And I hope you will tune in next Tuesday at 11 a.m. We're going to be having a really great conversation about the best and best in fem tech and sex tech and how you can use these tools to make your life better. This is Sophie Shepard, holistic health coach, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and the founder of She signing off for this week. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us this week for She Talks Health. Please join Sophie Shepard again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another episode of our show on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.